Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. They are down there on Grey Street. We welcome, first of all, uh, our man, uh, Mr. Ra Walker, joins us this morning, bro. Hey, good morning, Kitty. Good morning, boys. Uh, hey, before we get into Kitty, uh, a late birthday shout out to my uh, nephew, Makati Walker. He celebrated his 16th birthday a couple of days ago. I forgot all about it. How's that? You know, Uncle works on the radio and uh, tends to forget things every now and then. So, happy birthday to my nephew. But uh, no, a beautiful day here in uh, Gizzy Kitty. Hopefully, the weather stays. Hasn't been too cold lately. So, touch wood that I haven't put the cry wash and we start getting that bad weather from down south. I happen to agree with you, Ra Walker. You you do seem to forget things uh, a little bit more often nowadays. Um, mm. I'm surprised you even remembered to call in this morning. So, uh, well, I had finished a nice warm shower, and I was going to make a cup, and I thought, oh, I've got to call those uh, those that motley crew uh, somewhere somehow. So I thought, no, and I thought I'd better because the boys had a win. But we'll talk about that on on, on the show. Now joining us also up there in Pidal from Ngāiwi FM, we have our man Reno Wilkinson. Morning, bro. Morena, morena. Sound like we're already started. Put the boot in this morning, too. Right? No, we're already starting. Hey, no, always good to be on the show Saturday. Uh, enjoy yourself out there, and uh, it's looking a bit cloudy up our way. Blue sky sneaking through, and yeah, bring on a big weekend of sport. Joining us also uh, this morning from over there in Australia, we say a big g'day, mate, to our man JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. Yeah, g'day fellas from the uh, beautiful Gold Coast. 14 degrees here at the moment, it's 6.42am, heading for a high of around 22, 23. So as soon as that gets here, I'll go outside and uh, get some sun on the bod. Indeed, indeed there, JT. Well, so we've got a full, we've got everyone up on deck uh, this morning. Um, Wonderful to have you all joining us. Let's start off, I guess, uh, you know, because I tell you what, the NRL um, is getting closer and closer, and I guess the excitement's kind of building and building um, each and every week as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, eh, JT? Yeah, absolutely. I saw a graphic on, on uh, one of the Fox Sports shows that are not, so you can pretty much put a pencil around uh, every team down as far as Parramatta will definitely play finals, which leaves yep. spot seven eight available. So you've got the Panthers, the Broncos, the Sharks. The Tigers, the Warriors, and maybe the Knights, mathematically with a chance, you can mm. pretty much put a pencil. The Cowboys, Dragons, Bulldogs, and Titans. So basically, five spots into two. So uh, yeah, interesting times ahead, and made it even more interesting by a couple of results uh, already this weekend with uh, the Warriors getting a, a good, fair enough, fair to say, an, an upset win against Manly, and also the Panthers probably an upset win too against Cronulla. Well, let's start off with the uh, uh, game one, of course which uh, happened um, the other night. Was it Thursday night? Hey, that that uh, certainly was a, an interesting game, the Broncos and the Cowboys. Yeah, totally. Uh, mate, we talked about it off here, about the, the, the refereeing and the officiating. It's yeah. just getting a bit too... Mm. Uh, no, the word for it, too anal, mate. There was a try there denied to the Cowboys because the Broncos player was minimally... minimally Slightly, I can't even say the word. What's, what's the word? Minimally. Minimalistic, yeah. I guess it's, a, yeah. Barely it's impeded. Yeah. Yeah. Minimally. He just got brushed off straight up. So, yeah. you know, I, I know there's rules and all that, but it's just getting a bit too, you know, a bit too anal for my liking. And losing the feel of the game, that should have been a try. There's another one in the Cronulla game, which I think should have been a try too when. Um, Brett Morris sort of looked like a double movement, but he was because someone had their hand on, but barely had their hand on his ankle, it was denied. So, yeah, unlucky for the Cowboys. They probably deserved to win that one, and the Broncos, you know, I guess a bit of youthful exuberance got them across the line in the end there. But uh, yeah, controversy. Mm. I think it was last year, AJT. Eh, I think it was last year. You you were talking, um, especially at the beginning of um, last year's NRL season. You were talking about. You know the referees, and well, I think we all were in a way. And um, it's just gotten, like you said, it's just gotten too much now, isn't it? And it's sad because it, for me, it feels like the NRL referees are catching up to the Super Rugby referees, if not trying to surpass them or something, man. Yeah, I think a good game is in either code or any sport is one where the referee, you know, you don't remember too much of his input. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. And unfortunately, you know, last week with the Warriors and 
uh, pretty much every week there's been something contentious, which is, uh, you know, referees have done and awarded a, a dubious decision. It just um, continues on and on. I mean, if we go back to last year, near the start of the season, mate, it was an absolute joke and the referees are getting, you know, yeah. from every quarter. And then they sort of tapered off a bit. There was new, new um, interpretations brought in, new edicts from mm. the NRL. So they sort of ran through, towards the end of the year under the radar, so to speak. And this, this year started off fine, but just in the last... Yeah, last month or so, it's, it's turned off. I mean, hang on, the referees aren't getting enough press. Let's, let's make some dodgy calls. Uh, yeah, man. Luckily, Does seem like that, you know, eh? Yeah. Warriors, and they got the win, so, yeah. What do you reckon? I mean, the referee... Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with the first game, Cowboys-Broncos. What did you reckon, Reno? Yeah, win for the Bronx. Good, mate. They carry on. They keep their season alive. Mm. But what about the refereeing decisions? Some of the refereeing decisions, at least uh, in some of these games, the arena? Yeah, well, it's what it is at the moment. I suppose you just have to get used to it. You don't know what kind of ref you're going to get week in and week out now. So uh, I'm pretty well wiped it out of the game now, to be honest with you. It's just ha talking about it, getting into it, because next week will come along and something outrageous will happen. So... It's what it is. Uh, I reckon it's going to have an effect on the uh, business end of it. We spoke about it last year. You guys are right. And it uh, damaged one of the teams going into the finals. And uh, yeah, the coaches will get up and out about it. But it's just what it is. Uh, we just got to carry on with it. Unfortunately, it sucks. But, yeah, I hate some of the decisions and some of the things they don't uh, pick up in it. And when you think with so much money injected into this and how many refs you have on the film, uh, most of the time it can be a bloody joke. But you just got to deal with it and carry on. What did you reckon of the Warriors game then, uh, Reno? Yeah, well, a win is a win too there, mate. You know, I uh, did a hard, uh, horrible conditions. they done it for the fans, finally. Uh, they were heading into the record last night. If they'd lost uh, at home as well, it would have been a new record for the, the Warriors franchise. So, yeah, very lucky. Uh, when once Adam Blair uh, went off, look, uh, he could open the door for the Sea Eagles. Um, little Jazz got the try there as well, but uh, young chance um oh, chanel chanel sorry uh was yeah. the uh, player for me some of those uh shots he done and yeah good to see the boys finally play i think steve cooney uh, needs to start kicking their tail a lot more seems to bring a different team but what what surprises me is the turnaround from last week mm. uh, a week la- week out and see what we saw last so everyone's asking where is it but i know ras thinking of one word too in his mind it's consistency look they got the uh, roosters next week and that's not going to be any easier as well so um yeah, no, they, they, they deserve to win. Um, hung in there at the end and, oh, well, get the two points, move on to your next one. What did you reckon of that game, Ra? Yeah, well, Reen hit the nail on the head for me. I mean, inconsistency, it's, it's the life and times of, of the Warriors saga. Um, you know, they lose uh, the weekend before and then they win uh, this time around. So, you know, if they can just find some momentum and, and keep on those winning ways, I'm sure they'll settle down a lot of... Uh, biased and parochial fans such as myself, uh, you know, to keep sort of backing them. But, look, I suppose we'll, we'll take it. But uh, I watched that game with uh, a lot of intrepidation because, you know, they always tend to get our hopes up high. And then you know, next weekend, I suppose, they'll capitulate uh, to a lesser side. But it just goes to show that, you know, we, it's what we've always, we've always known about the boys from a um, fan and supporters point of view is that they can do the hard yards and they can secure those victories, even though they've been, you know, far and few between. Um, if we can just sort of keep them on that safe wavelength, um, which is easier said than done. I mean, you know, Cooney, he, he blew the heck out of them uh, in, in the last match, and maybe that worked, or maybe the opposition just wasn't, didn't cut the mustard this, this weekend around. But um, whatever it is, you know, winning more than losing will definitely silence uh, pundits and naysayers such as stuff. Now, <clears throat> I don't get what's up with you two, Rito and Ra. The Warriors dominated that game. They absolutely dominated that game. It was 16-0 um, with about 13 minutes to go. So they were absolute in domination mode, uh, which yeah, is something it, unbelievable. What was, the, what was the final score? I mean, you know, it wasn't as, as sort of a blowout as, as you're kind of alluding to, like, you know, they were way ahead. Um, they let the opposition come back, and, and that's what we worry about and, and they're quite concerned because, I mean, it could have easily have gone the other way, then we'd be talking about this in a different vein of light. So, you know, it's just it's one of those things with footy, I suppose. But with the Warriors, it seems to happen season and season out. 
I call it maybe the all-black kind of mentality. We're just so used to a team winning, winning at, at, at the top level that we expect that from all our teams who, who compete, uh, you know, in international competition of sorts. So, yeah, it's kind of what it is. Oh, well, I don't know what it is either, but I'll tell you what, um, I was sickened when I saw, and I'm not a big Adam Blair fan. In fact, I'd prefer him off the field than on it. But when he got sent off, I was just absolutely sickened. I, I, I was yelling and screaming foul and perverse words at the television when I saw him getting sent off. And that, well, it wasn't so much um, it was wasn't so much that, but I was yelling at Adam Blair, and then I was thinking after the replays, I was watching those replays, and the more times I watched those replays, the more sickened I got and. You know, I wanted to throw stuff at the television. I thought that was just an absolute trap. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Well, I do know how to explain it, but we might get us cut off the air, so I don't want to have to explain it. But I was just... I thought that decision was absolutely pathetic. Not only did was that guy in, had an opportunity at all to score, there is no way he was going to be able to make it into that, to, to, to score that from where he was. Yes, Adam Blair might have blocked him off a little bit, but there was no try there, mate. Well, I guess, you know, but I, how he gets sent off is beyond me, in my opinion anyway. What do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, well, Blake Green summed it up, and some of his words got hit across the broadcast. Um, for that, he wasn't happy at all, and he blew up. He doesn't blow up much, but it's been a whole lot of weeks of the referee contention around the Warriors franchise, and he said, well, you might as well kick us out of the whole competition. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you're right, it is a bit of a joke when he gets sent off. Yeah, worthy of a penalty. I don't know if the guy would have got then got a try. Uh, it would have blown up big time with the headlines if it was a penalty try. Yeah. Uh, the scoreline might have showed something different at the end of it. But uh, yeah, Adam Blair, mate, he's, he's a shocker. No, he I is. I told you when we were purchased him. I said, oh, here we go. Because no, yeah. he does stupid things. He's been renowned to do stupid things. I'm surprised the penalty count on Adam Blair wasn't a lot higher because he can get uh, quite interesting around some of the tackle area. But anyway, um, yeah, 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 no surprise. I'm like you, Keithy. Uh, you don't have a beat button on your board, so we can't throw out the real words we want to stay. Because I was frustrated when I saw that happen, and I saw the Manly team come back, and I thought I could see the yeah. headline already. Well, I, yeah, I knew that that's what, yeah. Words. I knew yeah. that they were going to come yeah. back. with it. Well, Once Adam Blee went off, you know, I knew that they were going to, you know, make a huge comeback. Um, you would have saw, seen that... Uh, that um, happened, you know, that sin binning of um, Adam Blair, uh, AJT. What, what did you reckon of it? Well, I could hear you screaming and cussing and cursing from here. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and, unfortunately, we've had it off here. Like, some players just have that stigma about them, and I think it tends to lean towards a bit of prejudice against them mm. whenever they. Yes, whenever yes, they true. Law, you know, true. The law and emergency. You know, yeah. Uh, Andrew Fafita perhaps it could be enough. But, you know, uh, but to be fair, mate, Adam Blair has, has been a bit of a dickhead lately. You know, I, I don't think he's been the player he was since he left Melbourne. At Tigers, he was average. Yep. At Broncos, he was sort of okay. And at the Warriors, I think he's just you know, getting in the way and causing giving away too many yep. penalties, yep. stupid plays. You know, I don't know what it is. He thinks he's trying to be the man or what. But mate, just play the game. You got you know some good ball skills. He was normally a good defender. He used to be a good defender and. Uh, I, I just think ever since he sort of came out and, and um, he was the Kiwi captain for that dreadful World Cup campaign, yep. which, you know, stand with the yep. Tongans and particularly Jason Tamalolo, and then when we played Tonga, our, our man went missing. Mm, mm, mm. Agreed. Agreed. Like I said, I'm not a yep, fan. Totally agree. Yep, not a fan at all of um, Adam Blair. I, I was certainly in his Melbourne days, but yeah, not not a fan of, um, Mal, uh, of, of um, Adam Blair. Wish he was actually more on the sideline. It's just sad that the um, referee decided to send him on the sideline rather than the coach, in my opinion. Hey, hey, Reno. Yeah, it is. You know, and how you take a look at some of the players that have come back into the team as well. A couple of young guys, Pompey, got brought in there as well. Um, they're playing not too bad, some of these young guys. Uh, you take a look at Gerard Beale in the middle there, and yeah, they're going all right. Ken Mamalo's making his yards, or RTS is going hard out, and yeah, they seem to be doing all right last night. Uh, when you took a look, I'll be honest with you, I saw the teams come up on the front of the TV screen. I thought, 
I looked at that Manly team and said, holy hell, look at that. Yeah. Origin stars and big names mm. in this. Okay, I saw mm. the Warriors team. I was like, oh, you're going to get smashed. 40 points. And we didn't. Not to be, obviously. No. We didn't. No, some of the big names, uh, Daly Terry or Tebo Tommy, uh, some of them got knocked around. Even his brother did. And, man, there were some good hits. Old Tommy t- took a couple of big hits last night. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, outstanding. Uh, uh, st- uh, I thought Tavita outstanding as well. You know, yeah, uh, he he's been playing really well over the last well over the last couple of months, hasn't he? Yeah, well, they got to keep him, and they got to keep him out there on the paddock. Uh, it's where you put Cody Nikorima. Uh, what's going to happen with uh, Isaac Luke in the future? Uh, do they pursue and looking at buying the uh, hooker from the Manly Sea Eagles to come over? Uh, so yeah, a lot of court it all going around at the moment. Um, but I'll keep the young fella out there. Just let him get game time. His kicking game was superb last night as well. Uh, his chase after the ball. And there's just some of those uncharacteristic things you wouldn't expect from a standard first fly or standoff. Uh, he just did it. And it's a different level he brings to the game because he's done it like that in the uh, junior level. So, yeah, it's, and it's unpredictable by the other team as well. They don't know what this kid brings. Um, he's just growing. Look, he's only 20. And, He's getting better every game. Keep him out there. Mm, absolutely. Now, on to Panthers-Sharks, which is a really, really good game, quite frankly. And uh, great to see, you know, because the Panthers have gotten a couple of, um, you know, new guys into their team of late. And, uh, well, obviously, I guess uh, having this one certainly has helped them along, eh, Reno? Yeah, it has. You know, the young guy that's come off to uh, standoff, only a kid, 19-year-old, yes. filling on for Jimmy Maloney. You know, he's in the outstanding game. Uh, running around and just kind of directed. It's this this comp now. You can see all these young 19 and 20 yeah. girls coming through. And a lot of teams are starting to shine now. Um, the list just goes on. Look, you've got that young fella down at the halves at the Broncos. He's playing outstanding. Uh, obviously, we know about Kalen Punga, but there's a few of them now. The young fella at Parramatta Eels. And the Māori boy there as well. So uh, these young kids are stepping up. Ed Penny uh, Stadium as well, Panther Stadium. Game of two halves. Um yeah, that's a good win for the Panthers. Great win. Uh, it, it was like that young boy that came in and um, was like, a, um, I don't know, it's, you know, he he certainly didn't play like a, that was his debut game, mate. Eh? What do you reckon, um, JT? Yeah, I think the kid you're talking about is Matt Burton. He's had a lot of reps on him from his younger days at Penrith for the junior system and uh, throughout playing New South Wales Cup. So, mate, he came on there and just slotted straight in and... Uh, Look, I think the Panthers probably deserved to win that, but another five minutes would have been interesting. The Cronulla Sharks had their second win. They were coming hard, but just ran out of time. And uh, like I said earlier, a, a contentious decision. And, not, and I hate Cronulla when, uh, <laughs> when the Forest boy uh, looked like he'd scored a try, but because old uh, James Fisher-Harris just had his hand on his ankle, that was deemed to be a tackle. Right. Now, if that's a tackle, boys, just, just hope for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I, I don't even know how. Uh, I, 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 uh, the refereeing just obviously has not been the greatest. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at some of the other games coming up. Uh, Dragons Titans. The um, I mean, it's been a, just a terrible, terrible season for the Titans. But uh, you know, can they do anything to help? I don't know, get things back on track this year um, there, uh, JT? Well, man, I hope so, because I live on the Gold Coast, so I have a little bit of a, a little slight vested interest in the Titans, because I want to keep the Gold Coast, I want the Gold Coast to have, you know, to have a team in the NRL, so uh, it's going to be a huge ask, but in saying that, the, the Dragons haven't been going so well either, their coach, mm. Gary McGuire, uh, yes. he's got his head on the chopping block too, so... Yeah, you know, the Titans have lost some key players throughout the year. AJ Brimson, uh, the former captain, um, I can't think of his name, the big prop forward, and then also um, Joy Arrow. So they've lost, you know, probably half a dozen decent players. So they've had to, you know, dig into the depths of their of their um, player roster and then try and field the team. And last week it was like boys playing against men, unfortunately. But uh, I'll give them a slight hope this week. But I'll, yeah, I'll stick with the Titans. I'm not a not a fan of the Dragons. I don't think they've uh, they've got any hope. Okay. Uh, what do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, I'm going to go with JT, mate. Titans, eh? Look, I picked them last week for the biggest upset. Yes. Wasn't that a joke? They no. got hammered. Yeah. They knocked around Hugely. like nothing. was like a training Big run, joke. So. Yeah, the don't Titans, do that again. Like, yeah, I like the Titans. Yeah. yeah, I like the Titans, mate. So, yeah, go, go the Titans. I love the Goldie Coast. So, I'm not a fan. I'm the same. I'm not a fan of the Dragons. So, got Titans for me. 
Eels Knights, uh, the arena? Yeah, that'll be a hell of a game, actually. Uh, I'll go Eels, there you go. Uh, what do you reckon, uh, JT? Yeah, tough one. I, I think the Knights have had a few losses in the race, so they're due a win. That's it. They've gone win, 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 loss, 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 win, win, loss, loss. <laughs> so I think they'd be a, a ticket to win column. The Knights were not by many. Uh, Bulldogs we and the Tigers there, um, JT? Yeah, another funny one, mate. The Bulldogs uh, played really well last week to get the points against, uh, I think it was the Sharks, from memory. West Tigers are sort of teetering around. Tigers need to win this to get back in the eight. So they've got uh, a bit of desperation. Yeah. Top. Yeah. Tigers. Reno? Yeah, Tigers for uh, Benji and Robbie and the team. Uh, the old heads will bring it together. Uh, what do you reckon of the Raiders, Roosters? Um, that should be a really good game, eh, uh, eh Reno? Yeah, that is the game. Uh, I'm not too sure which one to go here. Um, actually, I'll go the Roosters, eh? Because I know if I go the Raiders, and the Roosters will be hurt, and they're going to smash the Warriors next week. So I'll go the Roosters to have a good win. What do you reckon? And um, lose next week. Okay, fair enough. What do you reckon? Um, <laughs> what, what do you reckon? I like the I like your style there, uh, Reno. What do you reckon, um, JT? Well, I've got the TV on in the background, and it's the Fox Sports News Channel, and there's a game of AFL from last night between uh, the GWS Giants and Hawthorne, and it's absolutely snowing. It's freezing cold out in Canberra. Huh. Uh, it's, uh, I'll, I'll take the Raiders. Big, big games on Sunday, all the top four teams playing. So right, Canberra. Yep. Uh, well, we'll go to you first, um, uh, Reno, Rabbitohs and the Storm. Yeah, can bloody Wayne Bennett and his boys bring it out the Storm? Uh, their host are going to. Nah, this Storm team's too good, mate. Get to be the Storm all the way. JT? Oh, well, mate, the Storm's going to have three players and I'm still picking. You know how, you know how I roll. <laughs> it's at the Central Coast Stadium in Gosford, so the Rabbitohs are taking their home game on the road. Uh, yeah, mate, the Storm. Yeah, that that should be another good game, though, eh? Uh, it's going to be, you know, the Storm just been going so well, as they do pretty much almost every year, um, eh, Reno? They, they, it's yeah. hard not to pick them, to be quite frank, uh, isn't it, bro? Oh, uh, you're right, you know, they're, they're basically the Crusaders of the Super Rugby, so, uh, yeah, they're an outfit that just knows how to win, and when it counts and gets into the business, end up being here so many times, and... Yeah, be a very hard outfit, but it'll be a good game. Uh, there's two good games to be watched on uh, Sunday, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes, indeed. Some Still some great games to come in NRL action. We're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid who brings us our music intro. Check him out on iwakimkarad.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out The Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on Full Time.
second half here on Full Time. I want to send another shout out going out to our sponsors, Grace Street Motors. They are down there on Grace Street. Also, while I'm at it, I want to send a big shout out going out to my cousin, um, Michaela Pinger. Now, today she'll be having her gender reveal. Um, so, uh, big good luck going out to her and all the whanau that are going to be um, uh, helping her celebrate her newborn. So, big kia ora going out to Michaela. Right, turning back into sport. Oh, we had the Mitre 10 Cup kickoff for us um, in the, well, just on Thursday. Hey, Reno. Uh, so, we're back into a bit of rugby there, bro. What do you reckon, man? Yeah, yeah, back into another season of uh, the uh, rugby around the area as well. And uh, a surprise to many, I suppose, who didn't realise it was starting. No. Uh, because Thursday was really dominated by uh, Sir Brian Lahore's yes. uh, tongue down yes. there, Wairarapa. So that night, as you say, yeah, uh, rugby partner McCargill, the Southland is still struggling, the old stag, but the Tanifa got the uh, two points there and uh, carry on with the win, 27-17. But, yeah, just to reiterate, uh, my 10 started. Heartland Championships in a couple of weeks on the 24th um, of August, so that'll be here before you know it. And then last night, uh, a draw between the uh, two close neighbours, mm. Auckland and North Harbour, Eden Park, so 28 all draw, and got some other big games to look forward to over the weekend. Uh, Tasman Wellington, Counties Monaco, Taranaki, Waikato Canterbury, always a big game in Hamilton. Bay of Plenty, Otago, Manamatu, and the Hawks Bay. I did watch the opening game um, on Thursday. Tell you what, it was a really, really good game. Um, Northland, I think, even they went on to eventually win it, but they didn't score their first try. Well, I'm sure it took them about 50 minutes before they actually um, yeah. uh, scored their f- uh, first try. It took a real while, but it was a real big builder for them. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it was so close. I mean, that scoreline... Because um, it was it was close throughout the whole match up until around about maybe the last uh, when twelve minutes or so, um, but even then Southland still were trying to mount a comeback. In fact, they they were so close to scoring once again a couple of times um, near the end. So yeah, just a great great game, eh, Reno? It was, you know, to see these guys come back together into their franchises. Two haven't played. Mm. You think in that opening game they've been playing all year long. Uh, because that's the impact of the two games, uh, the two games of the whole weekend, actually, well, Thursday so and Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but good to see the young guy with the old blondie here uh, back at fullback, being on the seven circuit yeah. with our New Zealand team as well. So, uh, you know, I love watching this type of stuff because you get to see some of these young guys get exposed. And, yes, You know, yes. hopefully uh, as the season ends, uh, maybe a super rugby franchise contract there on that. But, yeah, no, it's good. I think, uh, yeah, oh, I enjoy the Mitre 10. Same. Same, especially during a World Cup year, um, because you know that's what happens. You get these new, all all this new talent seems to sprinkle out of uh, who knows where. Because um, for the most part, there'll be no All Blacks uh, taking part in the competition. So, so that's one of the great things that I I like is actually being able to watch some of this new fresh talent, you know, filling in the gaps as such. A uh, a Reno. Yeah, it is, and that's it. And I think that's the key to it, what makes it successful for any super rugby franchise in our country and the ABs at the top end of the scale. You take a look at Luke Wyclock, who's uh, got to be playing this weekend as well, you know, not in that all-black mould at this stage. Uh, we'll be called in if injury happens. But, yeah, these players are the other players who were dropped from the uh, all-blacks, uh, the five players. Yeah. So they get their opportunity to play uh, minor 10 rugby. Yes, absolutely. Well, what do you reckon about the uh, start of the competition there, are? Yeah, well, good to see one of my teams uh, that, that I've always supported, the Northland Tanika, uh, probably because my old lady was a Hinari from up that way, so it's, uh, you know, kind of whānau connections um, with uh, Nabu Shnapui up, up north there. But um, always always a great game to see between the, the, the two furthest unions, the, the Southland team and, and Northland. You know, they could be uh, more than more than miles apart, so, that, so the same goes. But in terms of uh, on-field performances, um, you know, a very, very good game. And uh, now good on Northland. They're always one of those teams that tends to, to spoil and try and take down the bigger unions. But uh, just to touch on what you said about... Uh, uh, the up-and-coming young players, Casey, now that this is World Cup year and a lot of our, 
our, our main boys are, are in the AB squad as such. Um, get to watch some of the, the top teams, like I think Canterbury, there's going to be a lot of new young players uh, in that franchise uh, to keep an eye out for who will probably be future you know, representatives. So, yeah, that's one good thing about, I suppose, being in World Cup year. Um, a lot of the, the provincial sides will be fielding uh, with, with the loss of the, the AB players, a lot of new, exciting players. So uh, if nothing else, hopefully it's going to be another entertaining season as we've seen in World Cup year where the, the, the sides just seem, seem to lift their game. And, uh, you know, it's always entertaining rugby at its best. Yeah, uh, uh, that's what I've always liked. Uh, and, and I never thought I would, quite frankly. You know, because I know sometimes you get jammed too much rugby. Uh, you know, unless you're an absolute rugby freak... You get jammed with too much rugby. And um, one of the things, though, is watching the new bees coming through. That's what I, you know, that's why I kind of like watching the Mighty 10 Cup, which kind of surprised me. Maybe I'm a bit of a rugby freak myself. I'm not sure. <laughs> but but I'm certainly looking forward to uh, the remainder of the season. And not just that, but they also have, I don't know, I guess you could call them kind of... Um, uh, you know, because some of these teams are going to be playing twice a week at, at, at times. In fact, that's how the thing go, goes, and that's what makes it even more exciting, in my opinion, because you're getting even more and more talent getting exposed um, on television. So, you know, that's why I'm looking forward to it. Right, first of all, um, the game's coming up. Well, actually, the Auckland-North Harbour game. I, I actually didn't catch that game, but you must have, um, Vera... No, no, I was going to watch it, but then I ended up watching something else. As because uh, I'm taking myself for the big one, Kitty, the the ABs and 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 and, and the Wobblies uh, tonight. So I thought, no, no, I don't want to oversaturate uh, my eyes and my head space with the rugby because no, no, we can get we can get terrible. caught in that way. Yes, I know, I, I know. It'll be terrible if you get too much there. Uh, oh, uh, too much. Uh, too absolutely, much. absolutely. Um, Reno, you must have caught that game though. No, highlights, mate. I was busy yep. watching the Warriors. Fair um, enough. Yes. Same time. That's the problem you're going to have with some of these games. Yep. It's going to clash uh, a lot, uh, especially right throughout the whole season and the up as well and everything like that. So there will be clashes, but I only saw highlights. And looks like it came down to what I saw, uh, the kicker for Auckland. I sent them out all those points and uh, kept them in the game. But, you know, Auckland are the defending champions from last year's upset over Canterbury in the finals. So, um yeah, up against their neighbours, North Harbour. I'm guessing Auckland would have been hungry for the win at Eden Park. The Harbour boys had something different and kept it at a draw. So that's a good result for the boys from the Harbour over the bridge. Yeah, absolutely. It is a good result. Um, who's your favourite um, Mitre 10 team there, Ramra? Um, is that like the Northland and, and that side? Thank you, Katie. Um, I've, I've got two. Actually, I've got three. And they've all, they, all, they all come with my sort of... Uh, <laughs> of course you've got three. Of, uh, uh, well, uh, Northland, North, North and Tani from up north, down south, I've always been, been a big fan of the newly um, the, the Tasman Muckles. And uh, I've also been partial to Taranaki too, only because, you know, they've always had some good teams and good players come out of that, uh, out of the Monga from, from that way. So, yeah, but, but mostly those two teams, one up north and, and one down south, um, Northland and um, Tasman. Okay. You sure just the two? You sure? Are you absolutely sure? I rugby. I... I well, you know, two teams, uh, nothing more than two. Otherwise, you might as well support the whole Nothing more, you know, no. Oh, okay. Well, like yeah, just a chuck a couple team. more in there. You need to take that philosophy chuck a couple and more run in. with it. Then you might not be an angry man as you are most times on the sports show when one of your sides loses. Oh, you should have just chucked a couple more and just, uh, you know, spread your um, support around. Well, yeah, that's why I spread it on the monkey two, two franchises, two cups. Um, it's what I call, and I will say it again, uh, a backup team. <laughs> Of well, course. If, if you get cornered somewhere, you're going to have a backup plan. Oh, course, absolutely. I agree. You need a, a backup back plan. Easy. Yes, yes. And you've certainly got uh, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> right. And actually, because well, uh, my team, and it will always be Wellington. That's my team. Uh, what about you there? Um, and by the way, Wellington are playing Tasman down there in Nelson um, mm. tonight, today, today, two o'clock. Yeah, today. So that that should be good, uh, a good game down there. Uh, what about you, um, uh, Reno? Who's your? Oh, I've got yeah, yeah. I've got uh, eight teams. My point exactly there, you go. But get on, Reno. Every team I support. 
You can't lose, Reno. One of your teams is bound to win the competition. You know, no, no, it is the Canterbury team, mate. Yeah. I still read them black right yeah. through. Yeah, right. so you know, just the just the one team for me. <laughs> <laughs> no backup. Oh. <laughs> no, no backup. <laughs> Do or die, we're gonna lose. That's it. Mind you, hey, in in Reen's defence, and, and, and in the and in the Heartland, I'll tell you, in the Heartland Championship, mate, I was a massive fan of East Coast. I yes. love the Coasties. Yes, but now our boys Swampies are going. Uh, being from True. the um, title here, so we're just sticking my Swampies. Um, and they've got a preseason game uh, up in Auckland, uh, taking on the uh, Auckland greater team that would be like a Heartland team. So a couple of preseason games. I know you boys have. Um, your East Coast have got a preseason yep. game in Poverty Bay because that's our first game as defending champs for the Meads Cup Heartland Championship uh, is against Poverty Bay here in Pyro at the Domain on August 24th. So that's the start of the defence, but uh, we know Poverty Bay will be strong. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <clears throat> uh, so Canterbury, they actually, this is quite a traditional game that they were going to be going up against uh, in their opener, eh? That's up in Hamilton and Waikato. How do you reckon your team's going to go then, uh, Reno? <laughs> what was it when he said, JT? <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I know you heard it. <laughs> you Bloody Waikato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's Can- their Can- traditional name. Too good. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> now, would, would Canterbury, you, yeah, Canterbury. You talk. You talked about um, East Coast. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's obviously your favourite um, team there, AJT, eh, and they oh, have five years. Keith. Yes, I know, I know, uh, and and <laughs> and they go up against um, the Waiariki. Te Awaiariki Māori team. That that game kicks off up there at Whakarewarewa Park, uh, 1 o'clock in Rotorua. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. What do you reckon? What do you reckon about um, uh, Zach Guilford? Now, I'm not sure if you know of um, Zach Guilford uh, oh, much, but... Uh, as long as there aren't plenty of games in the Cook Islands, <laughs> as long as they keep wiping the beers, he'll be fine. Yes, yes, fair enough too, fair enough. Uh, how do you... It's a tough gig being an East Coast supporter. Yeah. You know, unless it meant two teams as a backup plan, but I'll stick with the coast. <laughs> <laughs> How do you reckon they'll go up there, uh, first of all, um, round? The East Coast? Oh, yeah, actually, my mate JT's got, uh, he supports the union team. That's, uh, that's a bit of uh, one of the books, but good on them because uh, they are. Like uh, you know, our close sort of uh, Fano team from from this way. Yeah, it should be it should be a good game. You see, um, the, the coast uh, um, taking on uh, Wairiki, and especially if Zeki gets to run in at centre, in, in that midfield position mm. where I think uh, you alluded off here that, uh, and, and he used to play a lot on the wing, um, which was his, his main position. But I think uh, with his wealth of experience and um, you know just, just what he will give to the game, hopefully he can set up a lot of those young players. And, and it should be a good win to the Coasty boys because I think Wairiki is more like a sub-union side and the boys in blue have played together uh, you know, for numerous uh, seasons as, as a unit. So... Um, but you never know. I mean, this sort of type of Māori rugby, anything can happen, and that's why a lot of the fans get out to watch it, I suppose. Uh, if they just throw the ball around and make it an entertaining game, who really cares who who, who wins it, I suppose? Mm, mm, I suppose so. Anyway, um, next week, uh, next weekend, Poverty Bay uh, start their first... Um, oh, no, my, yeah. Poverty Bay actually go to Whakariwiriwa Park next week. They'll be playing Central East Coast, which is, I guess, another, um, what do you call it, sub-union up there. i tell you what, they've got so many sub-unions up in, uh, up in um, that area, though, uh, haven't they, um, mm-hmm. Reno? It's, it's, it's kind of unreal how, how they even get together sometimes to, to make a Bay of Plenty side. Uh, hey, hey, bro. Yeah, it is. It is good. It's... Uh... It's good when you do these pre-season stuff, get club teams or players together and make a sub-union. We have one down here, a sub-union that plays in a lot of competitions, and it's a build-up like for some of the representative players to represent your area. So now that's cool is uh, to see things happen like that because, you know, it's only a couple of weeks away, and, man, we'll be talking Bloomin' Heartland Rugby again all, all over again. Mm. So it's gone around real fast, and then uh, we'll be rolled into World Cup a few weeks later. 
Hey, just to let you know, now you're talking East Coast, uh, it's a big weekend here in Paidol. Tens Valley will host East Coast. Uh, why I say it's a big weekend? Because um, the whole town's going to be full of uh, festival rugby. You've got all the Tens Valley youth grades, youth grades playing right through, uh, right through to the under 14s, 15s, 16s, 18s, uh, the development team, then you've got the Heartland boys. So there's something like eight to 10 games in town that weekend. And I know the fans travel from the East Coast. I love watching the fans. That's why I'm a huge fan of the Coasties. They've got some of the best fans going around. So I'm expecting a big day, um, especially for Ngati Padova being in town, man. 7th of September is going to be huge in Paidol. So look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they do have some of the best fans in the world, don't they, AJT? Eh, oh, absolutely. Solid party people. Stick with yes. the team, win or lose, and uh, no backup plans. <laughs> I remember being back at boarding school and back in the days of uh, the rugby scores being posted on the evening news and you know all the boys would yeah there's our union yeah get to the third division poor old East Coast you know lost to someone not right. well, and you put your head down and go oh true but uh, you know <laughs> part of the fun of East Coast society I'm a leaguey but still we've got to have a soft spot for the local boys and yeah. what they're trying to for the team and for the EV on a, on a wider perspective. So, yeah, no, always been an East Coast fan, no matter what. Yeah, well, awesome. East Coast, back, uh, uh, when when the Heartland Championship kick off, they've actually got their first game over there in Buller, and obviously they're going to be... Um, i tell you what, this is what I like. This is this is one of the great things about having someone like Zach Guilford, and I think you'll agree um, with me in this... Um, JT, one of the great things about having someone like Jack Guilford in your team is that there are going to be people just wanting to watch him play, you know, I mean, especially coming from these, imagine, and this is in Buller, in Westport, I'm not even sure if Zach Guilford's ever even heard of Westport or gone there, but I have no doubts that once they heard, once they heard that Zach Guilford, and this is what I mean, the fans of the Bullet team, once they heard that Zach Guilford was going to be playing for East Coast, I bet you there's going to be a huge, huge crowd down there in Westport. What do you reckon, bro? Yeah, well, let's hope so. Actually, when I heard you say Bullet, I thought they were playing PG for a second there. But, right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, you know, a, a bit of a coup um, signing uh, Zach Guilford mm. for, uh, for the for whoever was behind it, whether it was um, Kushler or whoever else. Bailey might have had a say in it, but uh, yeah, absolutely get uh, some bums on some seats and, and bring some people along to the games because, uh, you know, all the, all the money goes to the top end of town, yes. the All Blacks and all the rest of it, and very little of it filters down to these to these smaller unions. So, you know, if I was home, I'd probably get along to watch a game, a game or two of East Coast. Yeah. See, that is certainly one of the big advantages of East Coast having Zach Guilford as part of their team, eh, um, Ra? Well, it is, Keithy. I mean, you know, in, in so many ways, it's a coup, not just having him um, a part of the, the side to encourage a lot of the young players and the team's unit, but also a lot of fans who still remember him in his heydays for the, for the good things, not so much well, they remember him for the bad things as well, but, um, you know, more for the good and, and, and uh, his... Uh, with the with the ABs, but I, look, JT wasn't far from uh, when he when he sort of jokingly said he mistook the bull of you know like a Fijian yeah. outfit because there's a lot of Fijian rugby True. players playing footy down south. <laughs> yeah, I think it was about five or six on the team uh, the other season, so you could be mistaken uh, that 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 girl at home in a, in a side named the Buller Buller Buller. <laughs> so no, it should be a good game, and I hope our our case boys come through with the win. A lot of my family from Uwalo in there. They took out the the local case comp, so um, hopefully they can, uh, you know, play as a unit, and I hope they have a good season. We always uh, love the, the the annual fixture between the Bay and the Coast, Keithy. That's always big on our on our local calendar. So, um, no, I hope the boys get uh, get their campaign off to a winning start. Right, let's talk about the big games. Well, there's a couple of them. They're, they're happening on over in Perth. We'll start off with the Black Ferns. They go up against the Wallaroos, eh, Reno? Yeah, big game here. Uh, the Wallaroos, of course, hanging out. They're dying to uh, knock over the Black Ferns. And they've had a bit of a tough up and down year so far today, but they've won a uh, series just recently. And uh, Kendrick Oxy does all go. Look, it's a, it's a good-looking team at the moment. Um, yeah, it'll be a tough game. I'm guessing a lot of the Cuzzy Bros will be over at Perth at the new stadium watching them. And I hope they turn out at 6 o'clock our time. You can watch it here. You know, they will build up for the big game. But, yeah, no, I'm excited. 
enjoyed the uh, girls rugby and watching that stuff. You know, you know, I love the girls uh, NRL game as well, and it's exciting. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and see how uh, the girls will go. I hope they have a good one over the uh, Wallaroos. Yeah, what do you reckon there are, uh, Black Ferns and Wallaroos, bro? Yeah, not really an authority on, on women's rugby, Kizzy, but by all accounts, um, from what I do know, our, our, our team um, should be the favourites unless you're going to that game. And, and hopefully, fingers crossed, um, come away with, with another win. I think um, we've had the edge on our on our wobbly, our Australian neighbours um, for quite a few seasons. So I think this year's going to be no different. But good to hear that, uh, you know, there's the odd uh, former local play a local girl playing for the for the Australian team and uh, you know Farno from Mapplesway here. Yep. So um, always a good thing. Um, it's amazing that, you know, you always wonder why they don't come back and play for, for their, their, their country of origin, their country of birth. But uh, not good on them. I mean you wish them the best uh, anyway. It sort of uh, puts a feather in their cap and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be a great spectacle for the curtain raiser to the A B's game, eh? Uh, yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. Now, um, talking about because uh, Evelyn Hordemir is who you're talking about, and she yeah. she's you know spent a lot of time, and and I think uh, now JT because because you're pretty close to um, her parents in particular, I, I think that should still be very and, and her Fano will also be very very proud of her um, achievement by uh, making a national team, and I think she should be very very proud of it. What do you reckon there, um, JT? Oh, 100%. And I've spoken to Alf and Doris about this several times, and they're very, very proud of their daughter, and rightly so. Because it's the prefer to be in a black country. You know, <laughs> yeah, true. To wear the, the colours of Australia in, um, you know, in an international sport is, is a big thing. So yes. get that phone over there. We had a quick chat to Alf yesterday because we worked together, and uh, yeah, he's looking forward to it, going over there and watching his girl. In his heart, he'd be cheering for his daughter, hoping she's yes. in the game, but... Uh, once the women run off and the, and the boys get it on, he'll be you know, putting the black jumper back on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about the uh, All Blacks and, of course, the uh, what, uh, like Ra likes to call them, the Wobblies. Uh, what do you reckon of that game there, Reno? Yeah, it'll be a big game. Look, uh, obviously both teams want to win. They're hungry to win. I'm also the Wallabies. Uh, mm. Big game over in Perth. Uh, interesting. They're still experimenting with Steve Hansen and the boys. They stayed with a pretty well stayed true backline from the previous game. Only changed here. You'll see Anton Leonard Brown at 12. You pretty well know that Ryan Crotty's going to secure this spot when he gets back from injury with Jack Goodhue. But uh, good to see things going. Uh, Bodie back at 15. Richie Morgan starting at 10. Uh, obviously, Dan Coles gets to start run up at um, number two there. And uh, good to see Scotty Barrett back. So, yeah, we've got a good team. Uh, you're going to be seeing kind of uh, what the team will look like at the World Cup as yep. well. So, this is just one of those stepping stones, I would guess, uh, for Michael Checker. He's got old, old James, is it James Connor, I think his name is? Yes, James Connor. James O'Connor back there at centre. Yeah, yes. he's back. Uh, he's had his ups and downs in his career. Yep. We had most of the things very similar to Zach Guilford, who we spoke about a few minutes ago. But uh, a brilliant player, and they've got a lot to uh, play for, and they haven't touched that Bledisloe Cup for, I can't remember how long. Yeah. So uh, it's been a long, long, long time. So, yeah, 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 very interesting. Uh, you know... Um, people are talking about during midweek, uh, the All Blacks lose, we'll lose our number one ranking. But um, right. the big focus, and I know Raul wants to talk about it, is uh, only next month. Look, it's only uh, five, six weeks away the World Cup gets underway, and we've got the uh, mighty South Africans first up. But get through this game tonight, uh, I think a lot will be watching, especially with their back line. Um, we can only get better, and I can't wait to see Richie Moonga, Bodie Barrett just cut open. When they start yelling, the speed and the uh, brilliance of these two who played some dynamic super rugby at number 10, I think we'll see it unleash. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for that to happen, actually. Now, um, do the All Blacks care about this number one status? Because I can tell you this, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure how many people actually do care. But one of the things, and this is an interesting thing, how is it that Wales, if if, if, if um, New Zealand, uh, if Aussie um, beat New Zealand, how is it that Wales, who have... Uh, haven't beaten New Zealand in a very, 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 very long time. And I'm talking maybe the 1950s, maybe. Um, how is it that Wales can become the number one team in in the world? I mean, I just don't understand how that works there, Reno. Have you got any idea? No. 
mean, yeah. I, I, I was the same as you when I heard it. I was thinking, what the hell? Where does this come from? I thought the margin between us and number two was massive, that we'd be untouchable after all the wins we've dominated over the uh, recent years. No one would be nowhere near us. But Wales, you're right. It's all the Six Nations stuff and everything that gets added into it. So that's the only reason why from the Six Nations tournaments, everything like that, that comes, bring, brings it close to that margin. But remember, remember, everyone, this is all run from up in the northern yes, hemisphere from the IRM. Yes, you're right. So the reality yeah. of it in our hearts, we know who the number one team well, is. Well, obviously. It doesn't obviously. really say anything on my mind. No. You know, it doesn't affect me no. if we lose or not because exactly. uh, I mean, the big picture yep. is uh, in Japan. Yep. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, can you, are you able to enlighten us on how this world number one ranking thing sort of happens there, Ra? Mathematics, Casey, it's the same uh, predicament and scenario the Warriors are in in terms of, uh, you know, if, if they can make a, uh, a grand finals berth or, or whatever it comes down to the accumulation of points and, and the build-up of, of win-loss ratio, all that kind of carry-on. Um, you know, obviously, we don't we don't sort of uh, tend to follow a lot of what the, the Welsh team has done, but obviously they've uh, had a few wins and, and to secure a few positions, and which has led them to where they are now. So... You know, it's all added up, and um, it's a strange old, old business, uh, you know, once you start throwing figures into into sport. But um, sadly, sometimes it, it's what it comes down to. Um, we know that, uh, me personally, it doesn't, doesn't matter squat at the end of the day. It's what happens on the field, and whether or not you can take away a win, and, uh, you know, that that's where it all counts. So, yeah, I suppose the Welsh, they can sort of uh, take it with a grain of salt, but at the end of the day... Um, you know, it comes down to sort of uh, winning and losing uh, on the actual field. Then we know that uh, the boys in black uh, have that have a better win-loss ratio than, than many teams. But uh, look, getting back to the the, the, the Wobblies game, I wasn't too impressed with uh, how the boys went up against uh, the Springboks here at home. So I don't know. Um, I think we're going into this match with a bit of uh, trepidation, and uh, they could even they could even beat us maybe. But once again, you know, I don't really give two hoots. It's, uh, the, the big one that, that I'm all about. So uh, if we can learn from these leading games, um, so be it. This will be our number one team that we've put together mm. so far this year. I mean, this is our best team. Um, and it was interesting that they've gone once again for Richie uh, at first five and stuck um, Barrett back at fullback again. I think that's an, another interesting move. And I think they're probably going to use that particular back line in the uh, World Cup. What do you reckon, Ra? Yeah, and then they probably will, and that's why Shaq's sort of going through the motions now and trying to get those combinations right, eh, Kizzy? Because the last thing you want is to turn up at the World Cup and yep. then it all falls apart yes, and yes. you cause and you move and, and nothing's gelling. So, you know, better to try and um, get them working on them now in these lead-in games. Yep. And, uh, albeit if we lose, you know, it is what it is, but uh, let's, let's go away and, and re-evaluate and prepare for the for the main one, so uh, no, it should be interesting. But you know, we we know our team, and and they usually come right at, at the end of it all. But sometimes it's, it's the, the coming right that we sort of watch with a lot of intrepidation because you know you can get those sort of uh, eerie moments where you wonder what the heck's going on. But Shag's got a plan, Keithy, and 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 his uh, you know and his team. So hopefully it comes to fruition, and we see it tonight. Yep. Richie is, without a doubt, in my mind, the best first five in the country. Um, but, uh, as Shag has alluded, you can't keep Barrett out, can you, um, Reno? He he has just got so much pace. He's just so good. He's not the best first five, and his kicking can be a bit wayward at times. But, to be quite honest, you've got to have him on the paddock, don't you? you got to, and that's why he's uh, trying to get him back to where he's played fullback uh, in his early career. So, you know, he's going to be there. He's going to be in the team. And you nailed it on the head, two of the top players in the Super Rugby on the New Zealand franchises. Uh, Richie, of course, uh, the boot. The, the points are going to be vital. So that's why he's going to be there. I would say he'd be doing the kicking duties tonight. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Bodie will be just concentrating on getting his way around the back there and making things work, and he's going to hit that line, and like you said, the speed, uh, that that's the key to how we're going to win this uh, World Cup, mm. is those two young men, yes. and what they bring, the dynamic, we know what they like in their play, we know what their defence is, yep. but they just bring something, they're uh, a different team, because a lot of the teams have worked it out now, they're coming up into the rush defence, yes. so players like these two in particular can't get any room to move, yep. once you give them that little room to move either player, uh, they'll just break through, 
I'll bet you what you, Richie will be trying for a chip in one of these games, yes. if not tonight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, but he uh, needs it. It's yeah. experimental at the moment, but yeah. he does, he does. And we know how strong Jack Goodhue can be. Yeah. And he just needs his mate who's going to get back soon from injury, and that'll be Ryan Crotty. Pretty well a secured uh, Crusader backline just about. Mm. And with the dynamic of uh, mm. Odie at the back, mate, that's, uh, that's a devastating backline. That's most likely one of the best we've seen for a long time. Didn't quite work against um, South Africa, though. I mean, he kind of, at the beginning of the game, you know, two charge downs um, almost in, you know, not not far after each other. So he kind of had a bit of a mixed game. A and to be honest, uh, uh, the South Africans worked out pretty much, didn't they? They worked out how to defend against the All Blacks. Uh, I, I guess that was the plan right, right from the start for the South Africans. But, uh, yeah, I, I dare say you're right. The uh, rest of the world ha has probably seen what um, South Africa did to kind of neutralise um, the All Blacks. But, uh, you know, there's so much more to the All Blacks than that, isn't there, um, Reno? Oh, definitely. And then you've got the guys who will make an impact. Uh, we haven't yet seen it from the bench. Uh, been dominant over the last few seasons with the ABs. But, you know, these two, look, that was just the first game. I very much doubt you'll see another rush defence. Uh, the Lucius will have to do their work to shut down their Lucius from getting up to uh, Richie, but they'll stand back another yard deeper. Aaron Smith's got a hell of a pass on him. Uh, he'll get it back there, and they'll work out an extra back line around the yeah. back. So they'll have that covered. Look, that's just one of the games that things didn't go well at the start there for Richie. He seemed to pick himself up in the last half an hour of that game. Um, but it's only the first one. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm just excited to see these two because they were so bloody good during the Super Rugby season. Yeah, good game. It should be a good Speed game. Speed the burns. Yes, Speed the burns. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, we're moving on. We've got to we've got to move on. We could go on even longer, I'm, I'm sure. But we've, we've got to move on, um, without a doubt, because my favourite part of the show has now just come upon us. It's the part where we're able to get our angst um, released out there into the world. It's the part of the show that we tend to call... Put the boot in! My put the boot in is going out to the NRL referees. My God, you know, uh, over the last few weeks, um, they have been terrible. And uh, I, I, some of the decisions in particular that I saw this week, um, and we haven't even... The, We've only had about three NRL games so far this week. Some of their decisions have been just absolutely some of the most shocking decisions that I've seen in either rugby or rugby league. So something needs to be done with these NRL um, referees. So there you go. That's my... Put the boot in! Yeah, I'm putting my boot into politics. I don't know exactly what, because I haven't actually got to put the boot in. It's been a, a bit of a quiet and, and a mellow week in terms of a, of a lot of things. I could probably put it into the weather. No, that's what I do. I'll put it into the weather, how it's unseasonably warm, and it's not cold, which is not a bad thing, but it is because you wonder what's coming around the corner. If it's not cold in winter, then, you know, what's it going to be like uh, further on down the track? Are we going to have a heat wave summer like what they're doing over in Europe and across their way? So, yeah, my boots into the weather. Put the boot in! Yeah, I don't really have one. Uh, pretty well looking around trying to think of something to say, but uh, not really, mate. Uh, I don't have a put the boot in for today. I suppose I just want to uh, kind of reflect on one of our greatest All Blacks. Uh, the AB game today will wear the number sewn into the juicy 637. Who does that belong to? To the man we laid to rest on Thursday, Sir Brian Lahore, BJ Lahore, down there in front of all the fans and his family and friends and everyone, 100 All Blacks, uh, everyone that spoke down there, Wada Papa, even the Prime Minister was there. So not really I put the boot in uh, for me today, boys, uh, just to uh, reflect and remember a guy that gave so much as part of 1987 and through the years with the Heartland Rugby. I always remember him saying, that's where the All Blacks come from. Don't forget it, Heartland Rugby. So no put the boot in for me today, boys. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes to the New Zealand judicial system, which left convicted pedophile William Hogan out after only serving two years and eight months of a nine-year sentence. He was released on the 16th of July because he is described as a model prisoner. Um, what, what about the victim in these sort of things? Was his life highly thought of when Hogan chose to steal his innocence? his trust and his sense of normality. Did Hogan care about his character and his future? 
So who's the who's being punished here, the victim or the criminal? As far as I'm concerned, there's only two people that can cure pedophilia. Their names are Mr. Smith and Mr. Weston. That's why I put the boot in. Put the boot in! <laughs> we, wow. Um, I know. The New Zealand ju- ju- uh, uh, justice system is just... I don't know. Well, I don't think it's just the New Zealand justice system. I think a lot of the justice system around the world is just an absolute joke. But in, in, in here, we it seems things are just... I don't know. Soft? Is it New Zealand is soft? What do you reckon, Lee, JT? Oh, I think it's absolutely soft, Keith. You know, we, some of us laugh at some of the stuff that Islamic countries do, but yep. I, I've got to tip my hat to a lot of these uh, punishments, mate. If this sort of thing happened over there, there'd be a bit, a bit of rope and a, you know, a, bit of, a bit of pressure put on that rope. So, you know, it's just it's just pathetic, mate. You know, this poor young kid t- had his innocence stolen from him. Yeah. So he'll, he'll carry that for the rest of his life. This prick, William Hogan, a former teacher and principal, has only served two years and eight months yep. and was described as a model citizen. Model citizens don't go around yes. fiddling with kids. It's absolutely yes. I know. I know what you mean, man. I I, I um, don't know. Keith, I've got to be honest, I'm a big fan of, uh, of JT's uh, mates, uh, Smith and Weston, also Mr. Winchester and Mr. Remington. They're good mates they have, especially when there's trash like that that needs to, to be taken out. And uh, there was actually another... Um, I should have put the boot in another similar thing to some guy who did something and once again he only got a couple of months detention or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, punishment doesn't fit the crime nowadays. It's like, you know, what's the point of having a judicial system if, you know, bad people are going to not get sort of uh, penalised? And it happens so often, especially in this mm. country, eh? You know, it's it's kind of a joke that um, those offenders that do get caught and um, punished they don't get very. They don't seem to get punished severely enough. It seems in this country, do they? I mean, uh, it, it's it's getting beyond a joke. I, I dare say at times, Aira. Oh, it is, Kitty, and uh, you know me. I I don't mean take them out and whip them, draw and quarter them. I mean, even though some of them, you feel like that they do need it, but uh, you know, come on, let's show a bit more decorum and uh, penalise them with. Uh, I don't know, something harsh, not something soft where you just throw them inside and throw the key away, you know. Make them do whatever their, their crime or whatever they've done is just to deter other other people, yes. you know, because that's what it's all about. Um, mm. They wonder why the crime rates are going up and this is happening. Well, there you go. You don't need a, a PhD degree to, to see that, yeah. you know, a lot of scumbags are getting away with it. And, uh, yeah, unless you do something about it, it's going to continue and get worse. I agree. Now, um, I agree with you. It is a it is a joke. Anyway, what we will end off though was um, I guess, and it's not a put the boot in as such, but um, how uh, of course um, uh, Reno put his put the boot into, and that is just remembering one one of the absolute greats, say the one of the absolute yeah. rugby greats, and he, he just wasn't a great rugby player, but but he was he was also a great rugby player. But, what? Actually, Keith, I, I should have put my boot, boot in because I saw at, at the same tangy, um, uh, I think he's a sir, uh, Sir Ian Kirkpatrick Kirky. I actually thought he'd passed on, so the boot sort of goes to me. But when I saw him, um, you know, give, give it a few comments and the like, um, I just assumed all of that generational Sir Brian, you know, they, they had sort of passed on, but there's still a few of the great ones still around, which is good to see. Yeah, so you want to put the boot into yourself? Yeah, because I because I thought I thought Kirky and Kirky being from this way as well. I, I thought he had sort of a, a passed on, but uh, no, thank goodness. And um, no, you know, as I say, it's, it's good having them around. Um, man, those were the days when uh, footy players were footy players. <laughs> okay, put the boot into yourself, Ra Walker. For commentators like us, Keithy. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, but uh, remembering Sir Brian um, Lahore, though, Aira, um, Reno, uh, he did just so much, not just on the playing field, but in his coaching and a lot, you know, basically his life was rugby, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, uh, there's no one other stronger than him than his lovely wife and his family. And he saw his children speak at his funeral and um, EJ will always be dad, uh, community man, uh, love the game of golf. Uh, passion for golf in this life. He used to get out and play at a few tournaments. Um, 
but just got coerced to rugby. But look, you know, when he got called up to the All Black team, left a note there on the table for his wife. Not home, <laughs> gone down to Wellington to uh, play rugby for the All Blacks. Yeah. You don't get that type of stuff these no. days. So he had a humorous side to it. One of the biggest hands in the world too. But uh, he was a menace on the field. And when you think he got brought into that era of rugby, and we've talked about this before, that was when it was a real man's game. Mm. Mm. It was from that era. When you think of Colin Meads, who uh, passed yes. away recently as well, there's a few of them. So uh, just tells you, he was just wasn't just a rugby person, but um, did so much in the town, and he had a lot of mana, a lot of respect for uh, the town down there as well. Yes. And the people gave it back to him. And I like his stance on Heartland Rugby, um, where he's always said it being staunch, and he was always out there with his kids and his daughters and his grandchildren, and there with the tongue in cheek. So yeah, it's in remembrance of him. Uh, which was a big funeral, and you know, um, get people like a hundred All Blacks along there. Look, Dan Carter was there. We got the movie coming out real soon called The Perfect Ten, based around the story. So get those people speaking, and like Ra said, Ian Kirkpatrick is. Uh... Hmm. It should be well. That that gotcha. pretty yeah. That pretty much ends us off here on. That pretty much ends us off here on um, full time. Like like to thank uh, everyone for uh, joining us. And once again, don't forget we'll have our um, rugby special tomorrow. Tune in from around about quarter past ten. That is uh, pretty much us. Want to say a big thanks once again, going out to um, Ra Walker for joining us once again, bro. Yeah, thanks, boys. Always uh, an honour to to join the team and get ridiculed. Uh, you know, I live for that every weekend, and uh, you know, it makes me a uh, a better, maybe not so much wiser person, but uh, go the ABs tonight. Um, I'm thinking we could be upset. Indeed. Uh, I'd like to say a big thanks once again going out to Rena Wilkinson for joining us. Been awesome uh, catching up with you, bro. Indeed it is. And also, <laughs> <laughs> and also to JT, I mean JT up there in Lossingbrook. Great to you too. Thanks, Ray. Well, I'm not going to give you the solid treatment, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rumby said. I'll probably watch the maybe the hacker, but as far as the game goes, I'll give it five minutes. I'll be switching back to the league. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Cheers, uh. boys. Kukuru mo kiteru iriranga aturanga nui akiwa. Kiteru o te iwi.